Thank you for joining you, me, and a cup of tea. We have a really special guest today. Her name is Crystal Ben. Hey, so thank you for coming on the show. Crystal is an entrepreneur and she has multiple streams of income. She started as a hairstylist, um, created hair fetish, which I know a lot of y'all know about. Um, very on and popping, check out the wig. Like my girl is killing it. She also does real estate and a lot of other things. So we're super excited to have her on the show. So thank you for I'm coming. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this, to is, be here. this is good. Like I, I love her energy already. Like, <laughs> like Crystal is just, it's just radiating off of her like i know y'all can see it and i feel it so it's shining here it's shining <laughs> it's shining so we're really happy to have her um and we're just gonna get right into this so thank you for having yeah, me yeah i appreciate you coming um let's let's talk about what childhood was like for you i grew up in flint michigan but it was a city inside like right next to flint which is called beecher but it's not on the map so i don't want to get mad when they see this like you from beecher but um it's a small area. It's like family oriented. Um, it's mostly black people. We yeah. may have had like two people outside of our race. Literally, it was. Wow. I grew up with everybody that looked like me. So, and we all had the same struggle. So it was like nobody was better than nobody. We literally all had the same struggle. Right. You know, but it it was dope growing up. You know, it really was yeah. dope growing up. Like looking back at it now, the kids don't have the opportunities that we had. Far as like being outside, really enjoying yeah. one another and really having a good time with each other. Yeah. Like, do you, do you feel like um, there was like, um, like a lot of like crime and stuff or like what? Oh girl, yeah, we're from Flint, Flint. Oh. It was like one of the worst cities to live in in America. Look, and I'm not even like Yeah, it was worse than yeah. New Orleans. Like oh. when Katrina came and the people had to come up there, they blended in with the people. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it definitely is one of the places that's, um, the crime is there, but you gotta think about it, it's mostly black people there. You yeah. know, it's not really a whole lot of jobs there. So you got a lot of your hustlers, you got a lot of your people that, you know, do hair, mom and pop stores and stuff right. of that nature. So working in people's yeah. homes. Yeah. So of course, you know, the crime rate is gonna be a little bit higher there. But, you know, it really wasn't bad for the people that live there, if that made sense. Yeah, because y'all were like a family. Yeah, like, it was more like family. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really realize we was in harm way until I moved away. Right. Like, when I moved down here and then I would hear the stories, I'm like, dang. And then I go back home, I'd be scared. They'd be like, what you scared of? <laughs> Girl, you live here, I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> this don't happen to go for it. So, yeah, it, it definitely was different far as like right. crime and stuff like that but it was still all love and it built you it really did yeah. it really did it made me aware of my surrounding that's where i kind of learned how to be street smart you know and learn different things and maneuver around like i can go somewhere and read the room i can tell who do what was right. what you know so i do really feel like it built a lot of my right. character and then so you feel like you said there wasn't really like a lot of opportunities everybody was doing what they do so um like kind of what kind of built you to be you know what you are now like what made you decide like oh no i'm not gonna go work you know i'm, I'm not uh, i don't feel like going to college like what what was well, it like i ain't had no choice because i yeah. wasn't good at school i was class clown but <laughs> i went to school to have fun with my friends like i really was not school was just not for me i was one of them yeah. kids where school just was not for me it just wasn't for me but i knew yeah. how to hustle i was doing hair even when i was in middle school so i already knew how to do hair um, I grew up around a family hairstylist. My grandma, my aunties, all of them was going to a lady named Marie. 
and she had a nice salon and we would always go with them to get their hair done. So I used to be so fascinated, like how the heck did she make this do that? Like right. she was on back then. You started so, from with A. Yeah. You got to, yeah. Yes. So she was back in the day when they was doing the crimps and gluing the tracks and stuff <laughs> like it was back in the day. Like roller sets and perm rides. I was so fascinated with it that I really just wanted to do that. So every time we would go, I would just sit there and watch her. Then I would go home and mimic it. And even before the end, I think I, yeah, I did. I cut my little sister hair off when TLC first came out with that Chasing Waterfalls video. <laughs> my sister was like, uh, I want my hair like T-Boss. So I cut one of her ponytails off. And I thought it looked like it. She did too until my mama came down there. But Ooh, she tore y'all up. Huh? Girl, I was scared to cut hair when I got in hair school. Like I was traumatized to hair. She beat the heck out of me. But I feel like, you know, seeing somebody do it and I fell in love with seeing her doing it it made me kind of want to do it too. Right, yeah. wow. Awesome, we are going to enjoy our tea by Herbal Health 360, it's the Tranquility, um, and we're gonna just continue learning about Crystal and enjoying her company. Um, what do you feel like, um, so you, you were in Flint, Michigan, and then you moved to Mississippi, Gulfport. Mm -hmm. When did you move to Gulfport? I came here right after Hurricane Katrina. Okay. Um, which was a shock too, because yeah, I really didn't have anything here. Like, yeah. It was just like a Walmart open and a couple other stores. But my dad tricked me, he was like, yeah, come down here, it's not as bad as it look on TV. And then when I got down here, I was like, uh. Oh, you tripping. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, of course I was able to go to hair school and they had like, you know, stuff like that up, like right. trade schools and stuff like that were available immediately after the training. Right. So it kind of worked in my flavor. So you started with um, hair school and then um, like what was the rest of your entrepreneur like journey? Like when did you decide like this is gonna be for me? Like you started doing so you started as a hairstylist and then you started doing wigs. Um, like did you know like in the process of that, like you knew did you know you were gonna be at this point, like where you are now? Yeah, and no. Yeah, I'm one of those people like I had all kind of plans, like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I wrote everything down, like, I'm gonna work at JCPenney Salon, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And I had like a little book and everything in that book, I was able to like kind of check off. Yeah. But then it was a lot of things, you know how sometimes we want to do certain things and, and we might not see fit, but the Lord see you doing something different. It was like, like wigs, that was something that just happened. Yeah. You know, because I was going places, I was getting my hair done. And I just never liked it. It was like, my hair was so fine. I could never get the volume look that I want. Right. Or if I walk outside in the humidity, the style is gone. So I'm like, uh-uh, this is not this it. it. Yeah, so I locked myself in a room. And so I made this wig and I thought it was gonna be so dope. Girl, I had my headphones on, I was jamming. I'm like, this is it. I was so confident. Yeah. Girl, I put that wig on, it couldn't even fit. It was like a little baby wig. I didn't realize that I sewed it too tight, you know? So yeah. I thought it was just, you sew something and you be done. Right. But that's when I learned, like, you got to really do research. It really yeah. ain't just one of them things you just sew like a sew in and be done. You can't put the stitches so close. You can't do it so tight, you know? So it took me a couple of tries to get it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I did it one time, and it was perfect. Girl, that wig was jacked up. It was still jacked up when I got done, but it was wearable. Right. You know, and so I was able to do it again. And the more I did it, the easier it became. But it was definitely one of the things, like, I never thought I would be wearing wigs. Right. Like, I'm like, people think of their grandmas when they wear wigs back then. Right. So this was maybe Because it about, wasn't, it yeah. wasn't hot. Like, no. now it's hot. Yeah, it's yeah. everybody wearing, they getting up right. for Sweet 16. So it's like, it's right. weird. Back in the day, Sweet 16, people wanted a car, now they want a wig. Right. <laughs> Period. Like, yeah, that's why I'm like, okay. 
So yeah. Right, and I'm the person. Yeah. Come on. You need it, I got it. However okay. you want it, I can make right. it. Right. And so um you started with wigs and how did you know like you were onto something? Like, you know what I mean? It was like, a feeling. Yeah. It was a feeling. I think my wow moment in the wig world was when I had a lady who came in who had cancer and she had just lost her hair. And she had never wore short hair before. She would never been without her hair. She had really long hair. And when her family came to me and was like, uh, we gotta figure this out. You know, she don't know what to right. do. She's never had hair, not had hair before. She don't wanna wear the beanie hat. Can you, re can you make her a wig that looked like her hair? And I'm like, okay, I'm up for the challenge. Then I'm like, when I started thinking about it, I'm like, you know, women, our hair is everything. Like we look at that, that's like the first thing we yes. look at when we see each other. We're gonna look at each other's hair, we're gonna look at the clothes, everything gotta right. flow. So I was like, okay, let me try to figure this out. And then I'm I'm start taking everything in consideration. Like, okay, she's dealing with cancer. She don't want to look sick. And as soon as you see somebody with a bald head, you automatically know like they either got alopecia right. or they got can or they right. got something that's making something her fall on. Yeah. Right. So when I was able to recreate her look and put it on and just seeing her confidence, it was like a light went off on me, like, yeah, this it. Like, this is it. yeah, if you like, can do this for somebody else, you know, it's not about the money. The money gonna come, you right. know? It wasn't about the money. It was more so of like the fulfillment that I got from it that right. made me want to keep doing it. So Helping I- people. Yeah, it just kind of made me intrigued with it. Like, I want to feel this all the time. It's almost like a high I got from it. Right. Like, I really want to feel this all the time. If I can help somebody, then I want to help them. If Even if it's something as small as giving them confidence, and it may seem small to somebody like, oh, her hair, that at least she's alive, but- Right, but that's the first you don't thing know, people- Yeah, that's you don't know people's journey. Right. So, that was the first wow moment for me. And then after that, I just kept doing it. Kept doing it. Yeah. And kept, doing, kept it. doing it. And then like, so when you, when you ran into like, you know, cause I'm sure like the entrepreneur journey has not been easy. Cause I, I feel like for entrepreneurs, it never is. Um, you know, we want to wake up one day and just, you know, just have it all, you know. Like that's gonna happen to us. <laughs> right, like it's just gonna happen overnight, but you gotta work, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I also feel like you have to like really, you have to really want it and you have to really care about it. Cause you know, at the end of the day, like anybody can get rich quick, but you right. know what I'm saying? Can, like, um, you know, obtaining it and, and holding on to it. it. Yeah. Um, and also just putting the right energy out in the world too. Yeah. You know, um, cause if you're doing stuff and you're not really for the people, you know what I'm saying? You who just- Who are you for? Skin, right. Yeah, who you, are you for? Right, you're not for the people. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like- The people are what make you at the end of the day. The people are giving you sales. The people are- You need the people. Right, you need the like, people. Like, I don't care how far up you get, how much money you got. You still need the people. Right. You got a product, you need the people. They got you there. Yeah, like yeah. who gonna what you gonna do with the product if the people don't buy it? Okay. You know, so I definitely feel like for sure the people is what make the business and people can feel when you're genuine, when you're right. authentic, you know what I'm saying? And they wanna shop with people who has a story because I really don't know anybody who got rich quick and still rich. Right. You mm. know. So it's Come a different when it's different when you got a struggle that go with it or right. you've been through different things. You know what I'm saying? Right. Compared to somebody that hit the lottery and win a million dollars. Right. And I talk and about that. I talk about that all the time. You know, those people that'll be like, oh, like I started my business, I got, you know, a million dollars in seven months, this, that, and the other, but What's to say you're gonna have that for generations and generations to come? You know, because but you get some people who have those type right. of stories, and it may work for them, right? You know, but that's like a one in a million story. And I feel like the longevity, yeah. like you know, going through it and 
um, you know, going through that struggle like really makes you appreciate it and makes you like hold on to what you you get. You know, because people get attracted to the money, but they forget the struggle. Right. But they don't realize without the struggle, you're not gonna have right. the money. You, you know what I'm saying? Have to stay home. Because one thing with most people that have made it and that are making it is we'd have been broke before. Right. I know how I feel to not to have no money. Right. I know how I feel to try to figure out where I'm gonna stay at. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. Like going through that made me feel like I never want to feel that again. Right. You know, never. so at that point, you know, I know like plan A, plan B, all these plans got to work. Right. Like they got to work somewhere. And I'm going to make it. Yeah. I'm going to make it. Happen. Gotta, yeah. You got to right. figure it out. But you get a lot of people who get blindsided by social media and they feel like they see your now. They don't mm -hmm. know that you've been on this right. journey for 12 years. All they see is the highlights. Yeah. They just yeah. see the highlights. And I do try to post as often as I can, like transparent posts so people know, right. like, I'm human too, you know, my life is definitely not personal. Right. And when you start making money, that's when everything really start falling apart right. around you. You start losing friends, you start losing family members. You start having family members turn on you because they feel like, why are you and not them? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though they seen you put the work in. Yeah. So it's almost one of them things where you gotta be mentally ready. A lot of people feel like they ready. You're ready for the money, but you don't really be ready for the mental that come behind. Right. You know, it's a I'm lot saying? of work. It is. It's it's it not is. easy. And um, I know like uh, you and your husband, like y'all went through the journey together. Absolutely. Like um, James and I go through our journey together right now. Like, and it, you know, it's not always rainbows and right, butterflies. Right. Like it's not always easy days. It's, you know, going to sleep alone sometimes. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, we gotta, hey, James gotta get up and yep. be on the computer. You yep. know, I gotta be, you know, making products. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it can it put a lot mind. of tension you know on the relationship sometimes it but does. you have to like know in your heart like that what the ultimate goal is and Correct. knowing that you know one day we'll never have to worry about these struggles again, again. Yeah, you go through it now so your children won't have to. right and you also got to realize too like our story is funny because i remember before i started selling hair we went to a hair show and i seen all these girls in atlanta and their hair was so fire i was like oh we, I gotta bring this back to the coast. Yeah. But we was wearing pack hair then. So it was like, <laughs> you can get that one curl look with the zero hair. Right. Like, it's no way. So I had told him, he was my boyfriend at the time. Well, he was my baby daddy girl. He was my baby daddy. Oh, <laughs> but I was like, uh, let's go in and put some money together and yeah. I'm gonna get these bundles and then we can do it together. He was like, how much you wanna put in? I was like, let's put in 1500 piece. I just threw a crazy number out like that. He was like, no, nah, I'm gonna let you do that because I don't know nothing about no hair. So the first, the first couple badges I got was trash. So he looking at me like, yeah, no, nah, I'm glad I ain't doing it. <laughs> but then like a year later, he started seeing the money come. He's like, all right, baby, I want to invest in it with you. I'm like, uh-uh. Like, you ain't want to do it in the beginning, yeah. you know? So he was like, all right, I'm just going to be your number one cheerleader. And at that time, my daughter was like one. So it was like everything that I wasn't good at, he was. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to different parenting things and different things with our baby have going on, he is definitely there, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And he's showing me. And then it's like, I'm learning from him when it comes to certain things. So it's like, I feel like a lot of people forget like when you're married or when you have a significant other, both of y'all not gonna be the breadwinner. Right. You're not gonna have two. It's gonna be hard. If you get two people that got the same hustle, the same drive, how are y'all gonna get along? Cause I'd be relentless sometimes. Sometimes I won't go to sleep unless my numbers are a certain thing. And he's yeah. like, all right, baby, I'm a, the cover over there, the laptop over there, or, you know, 
I know you're gonna be up. And that may be crazy to somebody else. Like, why is this girl staying up trying to get a sale? And but I get the sale. And once right. I get the sale, I'm gonna go to sleep. Right. You know? But that's your formula. You this, know what I'm it saying? Just works like that's for me. that's what works yeah. for you. And you know what that that gives you your peace of mind too, because at the end of the day, like you gotta feed your family. Yeah. And, and you know, know like what a challenge like, too. So yeah. I was like, if I'm one step away from my goal, like what I'm not doing, I ain't got this hit this goal yet. You right. know what I'm saying? So and he get me. Like at first he thought I was crazy. I remember one time I invested half of my account. And he was like, you gonna do what I said, man. The Lord told me to do this, I'm gonna do it. And the look that he gave me, I was like, he made me second guess myself. I went back in the car like, Lord, did you say this? Let me, <laughs> give me one more sign. Did I hear that conversation sure. right? But I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna question it because anytime I got the feeling or if God told me something, I always acted on it. And there's one thing I always been on, been on is like discipline when it comes to God telling me something. So right. I literally went into a project one time. The project was like 30,000 to do. I had only had in my account 15,000. So I took half that money out for the deposit to give to the contractor. And the Lord told me like, go through with this and you're gonna be good. Your account gonna stay the same. Right. And you, if not more, you're gonna be okay. So another person probably like, nah, I ain't doing that. Cause all I, right, got, is all I got is this. But it's like, you gotta be willing to take that risk. risk. And I was willing to take it. And my husband was like, well, if it don't work out, I got enough money in my account, we'll be okay. We'll be you know what I'm saying? We'll make it work if it don't work. But it's like, in my mind, I feel like it gotta work. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can't see it not working if God told me to do it, you know? And then by the end of the thing, when I say everything was what I told him it was going to be, he was looking at me like I was crazy. Like, what is you doing to get this money in your account? Like, right. are you doing something else? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what else could I be doing other than here? Right. You know, so we laugh at it now, but it's like when it comes to different things, you've got to be willing to take that risk. Like, if you're not willing to take that risk, then you're not you gonna get well the step, gift behind yeah, it. Yeah, you, you know? might as well step away right now. You might as well, because it's not going to work out. Right. It's not. Ooh, Lord, <laughs> man, I'm like, you, you know, because be I feel like, I feel like right now for us, like we'd be having those, you know, like we have those feelings, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I feel like in my soul, I'm like, ooh, like, you know, your fingers just itch. Like, yeah, whole, you know. like, yeah, it's like a feeling like, dang, I'm on the brink of everything that I've right. talked about, right. everything that I've manifested, everything that we prayed about, like, I'm on the, like, we're on the edge of it. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's a feeling that you can't explain to nobody unless nobody they know that feeling. Unless they know. And I tell people all the time, I know this sounds crazy, but I do feel like it's the entrepreneur spirit. And like, I can mm -hmm. get around certain people and we can vibe all day. I can never met these people before. And we can talk yeah. all day about different ways to make money, what we did, what our struggle was, and how we gonna do this, and come up and bounce ideas off each other. Yeah. And I've never met this person right. before. You and know? then you get around other people and you tell them like, man, I'm gonna be a multimillionaire. They, they look, look like at you crazy. like, okay, what? Like, okay, Kanye. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you tripping, like that's right. not obtainable, but right. it, is. it is. It definitely it is. It is, I'm in rooms with yeah. people that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like that's a big thing too. When you start seeing the people that surround you changing, yeah. like you're in rooms with people, people that are like doing, doing this it. and oh, it's like, oh, you know, like I'm I'm it. You like, you know it, what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'm it. Like, so yeah, it's just, yeah. wow. It's like once you get around that, that's another thing people forget about is being exposed to the people that are exposed. Right. You know, that's why networking events are very important. Right. And we have them on the coast and barely really people come up and show up. Right. But they don't realize they, they want to sit in the room. You can't be in a room with the people if you don't want to come when you're right. invited. You know? So I feel like networking 
is one of the biggest ways to get your fastest ways to get your name out there right. or to get your business there because you can get next to somebody who may be a private investor, a silent investor, right. and you pitching them and telling them you don't even know you pitching them, but you're talking to them. They're like, hey, I want to invest like, in you. Yeah. Like, I believe in you. But if you, you know? didn't show up in gold, then you would have never had the opportunity. And yeah. I feel like that's like huge, like around here on the coast. Like, people don't see like, yeah. the vision. They don't. They don't see, see it until it, it happens for somebody. Right. It's more of like, I got to see it happen before it happens. Before I'm a believer. But they don't know that it's happening all the time and people ain't talking about right. it. Right. You know, like people ain't finna go around like I'm a multimillionaire. I'm yeah. doing this. I'm moving really talk like that. Like, right. that's, that's crazy. That's sickening. Like, you want to talk, you, that's bragging at that right. point. But right. if people are offering you to go to these different places and they have businesses that have made million, millions of dollars in different things, or even not even, the thing is a lot of people get so caught up on the million dollar mark, that ain't even really the goal, really. Mm. It's longevity. Like yeah. if I have a business and I'm sustaining all the way through and I'm able to make 500,000 a year, or even a hundred thousand a year, and I'm able to keep going in a long run. Right. I would rather have that than have a business that do a million dollars this year and, and never do a dollar again. again. Right. You know, so it's the longevity that a lot of people forget right. about. That's it, and financial freedom too. Mm -hmm. Like you know, for your family, for your children. Like you know, Absolutely. what I'm saying, especially if you have young kids, Absolutely. and like you said, you hit a million one year, and that's it. Like, yeah. what, like your, what, what your kids gonna? What your kids gonna eat yeah. off of? Because you're gonna spend that. Because just because another people don't. Another thing people don't realize is. Just because you have a multi-million dollar business does not mean you have a million dollars in the bank. Hmm. Because a anybody that yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff is assets. And then you may have made that in your numbers, but you gotta realize your product costs, your marketing yeah. costs, shipping costs, you gotta pay your staff. Ooh, shipping. Then you gotta have a little wiggle room for the people that wanna do a chargeback and get the product and take your, you know, get right. the money too. So it's almost like when you start making that money, you have to be wise enough to know where am I going to put this money, right? You know, and start putting it in different places and, and not let, let it work for you. Let it work yeah. for you, and not being too comfortable with one stream of revenue. Like one stream is too close to none for me, right? You know what I'm saying? I would at least want two or three, but first you got to master that one, right? And then start, you know, going on to the going next on for the next one, yeah. right? I yeah. like that. I I feel like you truly have to. James tell me that all the time, babe. Put your energy into one thing right now, yeah, and then focus. you know everything. Everything falls together after that. What do you feel like was like your turning point like in your life? Like when did all of a sudden you went from, you know, decent sales to five figure days, you know, six figure months? Like what what all of a sudden happened? Like what move I'm did say you make? Into COVID. I just thought about it. Yeah. If COVID didn't make you a hustler or open up your your senses to figure out, I gotta make this work. I just thought about it because at that time I was a hairstylist. I had just retired. This virus then came around. I had just invested into a second location. You know, we didn't spend thousands of dollars into this location. Now we right. gotta close it down in two months. After having it up for two months, we gotta close it down because COVID. Like what are we finna do? So then that's when I started getting smart. I was like, okay, if the people can't come to me, I gotta go to them. Right. Let me get a vending machine. So I got the vending machine and I was like, I'm gonna put it on base because most of my customers came from on base. Yeah. Um, I put it on base on Keystone. It's been doing numbers ever since, but now, you know, they can't leave. A lot of them couldn't leave. So, you know, a lot of the black girls was looking like, where can I, they was coming for work wigs so they wouldn't have to right. cut their hair or flat iron their hair all the time because the uh, code was different for their hair at that time. So they was getting my, uh, my Kim wig, which is a vibe. So being able to put those in those machines, it kind of helped me in, right. in that machine. But also to being able to take risks. Like when I first, first 
moved into my um my last location, not the one that I just bought, but my last location. Um, I had that set up for three people, you know, and the business deal didn't go good. So that left me from coming from an overhead that was like a thousand dollars to going to overhead that was like eighteen hundred, eighteen fifty by myself. So at that moment, I'm in my mind like either you're gonna sink or you're gonna swim. What you gonna do? It's right. already set up. I had uh with two suites, three suites, and three stations, two shampoo bowls. So it was built like an actual salon right. versus the one that I came from was only built for me. Like it was accommodating for me and the wigs. So that really opened my eyes into being able to hire people in and God really placed some really dope people in my life. Like I met LaShonda, you know, and she was coming from where she was working and she was scared to kind of quit. And I'm like, man, you got it. Like when I met her, I seen her, I seen her work. I just knew she had it, like yeah. she had it. But it's like, you know, you got it, but you kind of scared. So she just yeah. needs that one little push. I'm like, Shonda, you got it. Then I met Chris. And when I met Chris, you know, he was coming from a different situation. And I could understand he had like trust issues. And when me and him talk, I could understand, but I seen something in him. Before he even came and worked in my shop, he was coming to get a facial by Shonda. And I was just like, when I seen him, I was like, it's something about him. I like him. I don't yeah. know what it is. It's something about him. He just had a, his own unique look. I think he had like platinum hair with a platinum beard or something. Yeah, he, he just did. had a whole different look about himself. And I'm like, he got it. Like he got it. I just feel it about yeah, him. I yeah, I knew it. And I was right. When he started working there and I started seeing him blossom, and it was like seeing people that was able to work in my salon and seeing them blossom into their own. You know what I'm saying? Like now he has his own. Now Shonda has her own. And like she's one of the first black permanent makeup artists on the coast. Right. That's licensed. Like that's huge. That is huge. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't really find that. And when she was right. trying to get her license, it was so hard. So like to see people come around me and they're blossoming, not just because they're coming around me, because people believe in them. Right. And, and they the work main their thing. ass yeah. off. Yeah. They, man, they work if it's crazy. So it was like to see people that, that match me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, we think of like soulmates, we think of our husbands, but it's, it's workmates too. And I feel like right. they are my workmates. Like we were able to work together. And then on top of that, I was able to, um, train my sister, train my best friend that I went to hair school with. So like our wig stuff is like a wig operation. Like if you come in there, we have somebody coloring, we have somebody styling, wow. we have somebody molding. You know, it's like, yeah. it's literally like- Y'all got an assembly of, line. Yeah, it's yeah. an assembly line, but I would have never thought that was going to be it. Going yeah. from the disappointment that it started in that building, you right. know? So I really feel like a lot of people be scared to take risks, but sometimes you just got to jump and just go. Yeah, it. you just yeah. got to go. Wow, I'm so I'm so glad that everything worked out for you. Like I know, like that moment was probably like so it was, scary. Girl was terrifying because <laughs> I was like, okay, I got bills at home, right? I got two kids, right? It was just like you know, you start thinking all the things you have, but then you got to start thinking they're worth me trying this for, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's all on changing your mental and how you viewing it, you know. But I ain't gonna lie, that first that first day I was down because it was like the day before my grand opening that I realized it's not going to work. And the Lord told me like, Krista, you got to find another way. This, this is not going to work. I'm this telling you this is not going to work. And I'm like, anytime God tell me something, again, I'm going to be obedient. I know this is not going to work. And no matter how much I love them, it ain't going to work. But then God ended up blessing me with other people that filled in that spot and it worked. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's just more so in being ready to take that leap. If you never take that leap, you're never going to know what's right. on the side. And I bet once you took that leap, like it happened so quickly for you, you didn't even... You didn't even know what to think at the time. No. And then right after that, then COVID hit. I'm like, damn, we got to close the salon down. Like, what? 
back to back. I'm like, and at that time doing hair, selling weeds and stuff, I was making good money off of it, but doing hair was like my bread and butter too, you right. know, because I had, I used to be booked up for six, seven months out, wow. you know? So I'm like, if I can't do that hair, gotta figure out a way to make this make sense. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, I'm gonna start customizing the wigs as if I'm installing it on them, but shipping it to them. And all they have to do is just refresh it from shipping and go. Right. And you, you give them the whole formula. Like everything you, is yeah, done. It's almost like the wig went to the salon. Right. And when they get it, they just refresh. It's cut, it's tinted, it's parted, it's styled how they want. It's literally the yeah. wig done been to the salon. And you know how much energy you put into that? Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. I love it. That's I beautiful. It. But you, you're, you're getting everything that you deserve yeah. now, and that's so, that's so beautiful. Um, to see your entrepreneur journey do that because a lot of people do enter entrepreneurship, and as soon as things get hard, they you quit. know what I'm saying? They would've. Hey, anybody else? They would've been like, okay, like you know what? This yeah. is it. I'm pulling my money out. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's so easy to quit though. It is. It's so easy it to is. quit, and I just feel like. I ain't no quitter, man. I'm like, yeah. I ain't gonna let this punk me out. Like, yeah. I have so much stuff and so many visions. I'm like, I know I can do this. So it's like the moment some don't go right, I know some gonna go right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like every time before a big break, something always goes wrong. Something always goes and wrong. And it be like, oh, okay, now I gotta figure this out for a whole right. nother, and a whole nother view. But that's like when you're on the edge of something. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like if, if it was easy, it would be everybody, everybody be doing, doing it. it. Right. And, everybody and doing you know, God is really like trying to see like who his strongest warriors are gonna Absolutely. be. Absolutely. Like, so, you know, it's it's not gonna be easy and it's it's not an it's easy not, journey. It's not. Um, and you know, it's so hard to, you know, stay positive when you don't get positive feedback from something, you know, business, life, love, or like, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like when you don't get positivity back from something, like, it's like, damn, like. But it's like one of them things I feel like in our culture, we, we so used to holding on to things and we feel like we can fix everybody and we can fix everything. I had to learn that going to therapy, like Chris, you can't fix everybody. And some yeah. people, you ain't fix, you need to let them fix themselves first. Yeah. So you got to understand when you're going into the business, everybody not going to like you. Yeah. It don't matter how nice you are, how sweet, how pretty, what you got. They just ain't going to like you because you're right. you. Because you're you. And then half the time, and they those jealous. people, they don't like yeah. themselves. So it's like, you can't make somebody like you right. that don't like themselves. And then you're doing 10 times better than them. And you know, what's that? You know, they already yeah. hating on themselves low key. Yeah. So they looking at you like competition instead of the key. Because right. I feel like mm -hmm. if anybody doing better than me, and you don't even have to be doing better than me, but if you're wiser than me, right. you gotta be able to take this. I need to back. be in a room with you. Yeah, I wanna yeah. be in a room with you. And people get so misguided because they feel like, oh, I only wanna be around people that got money, or I only wanna be around people. Status don't make you. Right. I know a lot of homeless people that got more sense than people that's living in the best home. Right. You know what I'm saying? They just had a messed up situation, but you gotta be teachable at any point. You can't be that person right. that feel like you know everything. Cause you know, you don't, right. nobody do. Right. You know, so I feel like, being in entrepreneurship is so many things that people don't talk about. And that's the teach because yeah. it's like, <laughs> you know, you see this glamorous lifestyle, everybody driving businesses now, everybody, yeah, everybody got bags, yeah, everybody got the Rolexes yeah. and the Louis, but does that make your business successful? Right. It doesn't. Right. It looks successful. Y'all might be living off of yeah. yeah. And but then that goes back to our financial problem too is, and it's been proven back in the days, like, Back when they wasn't even making money, black people were still buying nice clothes to look right, a certain way. To look a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So I feel and like that's like been ingrained. It's, like, it's in you us. know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we live above our means. Like mm -hmm. for what? Like yeah. why? Because we want we want people to view us in a different light. But once you realize you are the light, 
Yeah. It don't matter what clothes I put on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make that outfit. Right. It don't matter what car I'm driving. I'm still going to get to A to B. Right. You know, once people realize, like, material things don't make you. Right. You make them. Right. You know? So, I guess once they get past that, even in the entrepreneurial world, because you get some people who feel like, oh, I've been in business a year. I can't even buy a Louis bag. That's your goal to buy a right. Louis bag. Like, girl, like you know, it's so many other things that you can be doing, but if you're not around people that's doing it and all you see on social media is people wearing the nice things, you want that too. Right. You know, so that's why I feel like- And you feel hard. like that's what success is. And I talked about this with um, Nigeria that, you know, my measuring stick for success is different than yours. Absolutely. Like you may think that, you know, success is one thing and I view it totally different. Totally different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some people do want to go get the Louis bags, the Lambo and truck and all this wrong stuff. With it. Yeah. And nothing's wrong with that. But that might not be my success as long as my kids are clothed and you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? I've got positive, you know, positive income coming in, you know, different things like that. You it know, works. we, yeah, it has to work for me. Absolutely. Just like what works for you works for you. So. And making sure my thing is to, while we talking about Louis bags and Lamborghinis, get a CPA before you <laughs> buy all this extravagant stuff. Because there's no way you're spending two hundred thousand on a car and you don't have somebody balancing your book, letting you know what you can spend, what right. you can afford to spend. Because that'd be another reason why we have so many businesses go bankrupt. They're right. spending the money before it even come. Like your business, you're made, projected yeah, to make that. But what you, if you, you ain't made it? Right. Yeah. So having somebody in your corner that's letting you know financially which you can and can't do group. yeah like yeah. hey you can you have enough you can go ahead and spend x amount of you know money this right. month or whatever you know just leave this amount or whatever having right. somebody to kind of help you with your financial stuff is key whenever you're in business because again we didn't go to school for accounting we don't know you know and making sure you in line with the irs and all of that good stuff so it's a lot of things that businesses do i was one of them too like Shoot, three years ago, I had to pay them like almost $12,000. I had somebody doing my taxes. I didn't know no better. I just paid in whatever she told me right. to pay. And whatever was done was done until I got an actual CPA who went in and cleaned everything up and found stuff like, no, you got to do this. You got to do that. Right. You know, and so got you on the right track. Got me on the right track. So it's, that's very vital to do because I would hate for somebody to make three or four million dollars and then they're not okay with IRS. Right. Not they okay come with IRS. Yeah, they don't even have your books right. Like... They're gonna add interest, right. they're gonna add everything you can think of because they want the money too. Right, and you in a bad situation. Yeah, there's nothing there. you can do. Right. You can't argue with IRS. Hey, you better get them folks they You better give it to them. They're gonna come get it if yeah. they need it. Yeah, they are sure. gonna come get Cause it. Cause I'm like, they pulled up something like, this was a long time, I don't even remember what I worked there. What happened, okay? Right. But, but yeah, you having need somebody, somebody to have all the paperwork ready for you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Absolutely. I love that. And I know you have Marquita. She, yes. Yeah, yes, she's on it. Marquita. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Marquita. I know she she's on it with everything. So. And she awesome. keep me together because she go, uh-uh. But she do tell me I'm one of the cheapest people she ever met in her life. She's like, you is cheap. I'm like, I know. But you trying to you trying to keep that for forever. Like I spend my money on food. Yeah. Like, I'm one of those people I love and experience. And I love food. Like, yeah. I'll travel. I will eat. But I just don't buy... I ain't into certain stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna just say yeah, because I ain't into it yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I right won't now. be, but yeah, it's just not a priority just right, right now. now. It's not right. a priority. Yeah, I'm so glad that you came on the show. Like, I, I really person. like you're really an inspiration. Like, oh, thank you. Wow, like I mean, like you really like a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, like really have the goal to like make it and create like 
you know, whether it's financial freedom and not even just like financial freedom, but just freedom in general, in general like being yeah. able to like have your own schedule, be with your kids when you yeah. need, like your kids, your husband, your family, like whenever you need to be too, like, yeah. you know, off on how, like, you know what I'm saying? Just having that freedom in life to, you know, navigate and, and do enjoy. different things. Absolutely. Yeah. Travel, enjoy and actually experience life and not just work and Absolutely. work. And a lot of people forget in the beginning is sacrifice. It is a lot of sacrifice. Because, like, the first year of my daughter's life, I was there, but I was so busy hustling and working and working and working. But now I'm to the point where, you know, I don't have to do all that like right. that. You know, I still have to work, but I'm not, like, You're pumping, pumping, present. pumping. Yeah, yeah, I'm able to be there more. If she has something she's doing, I can take off instead of how I was before where I had to be at work. You right. know, I had clients. I had to be behind a chair the whole time. So. Right. You know, anything that you're doing with entrepreneurship, you got to remember, you know, sacrifice is going to come with it. Right. At least the beginning couple of years. It, no, it, it yeah. really is true. Like, we talk about it all the time. Like, you know, just sacrificing time with each mm -hmm. other, time with family, like, you know, investment. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of sacrifices. But when you know, like, you know what, what you have going on is going to be it. Like, you got to just keep feeding into it. Feeding like, it. you got to keep feeding into it and just... You know, allow the process to work. To work, for you. absolutely. Whether it's a year, two years. And sometimes it takes longer than that. I took a year testing that. vendors out. Like yeah. I tell people all the time, like it took me a whole year to find the vendor that I want and spent thousands of dollars. Like it was never something that just happened. Like oh, I looked up and found this vendor and it right. worked perfect, and I just started my business. No, I had one company send me like twenty bundles of trash hair. Like it was nothing I can do with it. Like right. just throw it away. But then you hear people. I'm not like, about to put my name on that. But right. it, yeah, because like you do hair, you know, you know when you feel it, something ain't right, right, you know. So it's like a lot of people miss that. Like that's part of it. Like you're gonna go through your ups and downs. It's not gonna always be perfect. You're gonna have to search different vendors. You gotta keep trying different stuff until it works. It's like a puzzle. You're gonna keep finding different pieces. It might not fit that piece until it clicks. But just put it to the side and then you know. So it's one of the things where you're gonna deal with sacrifice. You're gonna deal with. You know, people coming against you, you're going to deal with losing things, people, loved ones. It's a sacrifice being to where you want to be. Right. But it's so worth it. It's worth it. It's, it's worth it. it. Let them know it's worth it. It's definitely it's worth, worth it. it. <laughs> it's stressful. It's worth it, though. It is worth but it, But once you, once you get to that point where you start understanding, it took for me to go to therapy and, like, for her to explain it, because I was one of them people where I just wanted to make everybody happy. You and you can't make everybody mm -hmm. happy. Even if it's people in your mini circle or family, friends, your customers. Some people are natural complainers. Some people are. You just can't make them and happy. And naturally not happy. Yeah. And, and like, have a lot of work for themselves to do. So how can I fix that in one right. transaction? So I had to learn that, right. you know. But once I learned that, my life has been so much smoother. Because, you know, having a business, you care about your people. You right. care about everything around you. But then you have to understand you only can control so much. And right. Yeah. And, and also, you know, c caring about people so deeply can be so draining. It can. Right. It can. And whenever it comes to that point, I'm letting it go. Period. Yeah. If I feel like it's exhausting, once I come around you and my energy feels drained or it's sucked out, I'm I'm never coming around it's you done. again. Yeah. yeah. When I say bye, I really mean bye. Is bye. That, <laughs> at the end of the day, I got to protect me and my Yes, eyes. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I really appreciate you coming on here. Thanks for um, So we please let them know where they can contact you, um, your Good business connect, and um, yeah, let them know. Yeah, you can find me at I am Crystal Bean on Instagram. Um, my website is www.hairfetishdolls.com. My name on Facebook is Crystal Bean, and y'all follow me. 
I'm about to say like and subscribe. I ain't got no YouTube. <laughs> but follow me on there and check me out and make sure y'all check out the sales and deals that we have and all the different programs we do have for women that are losing their hair as well. Absolutely. Make sure y'all shop with her, connect with her. Thank you for coming to you, me and a cup of tea. So please make sure you subscribe, like, and uh, turn on the notification. <laughs> Definitely turn them on. Yes, turn them on. Cheers. Good.